You're listening to Simperitz Radio, episode number 171, and this is the little bonus episode of Monday Motivation, and today we're answering the question, should you trust your cravings? Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today is a bonus episode. It's a little Monday motivation where I just give you a little encouragement to give you the courage to continue on in this journey. I mean, I know firsthand that the world of health is chaotic and confusing and overwhelming. But what I believe to be true is that it's not as difficult as we make it. In fact, it's quite simple. And sometimes that takes shutting down all the information that we learn constantly and just going back to what is it that's good for me? To go back to know yourself and create the self-awareness of what works for you and do more of that. Now I know I'm one of the other ones who is pumping out gobs of information on nutrition, but I really want to break down the mist and help take it back to our reality, to the simple form and how health was created. And that's why I'm doing these short Monday motivation episodes to help answer those questions. Now I will tell you that this is the last specific Monday Motivation podcast in this series because we're ending the Mindset series, which has been so amazing and so fun. Now, we do have a few episodes to follow up with that. This week, we're going to be hearing from my friend Michaela Schaefer, and we're going to be answering the question about how to handle the messy middle. How do you get yourself through that? And then next week, I have Amy Van Slanberg coming on, the beloved guest, who's going to talk more about forgiveness and healing this inner child. It's a super powerful episode. You're going to want to listen to both of those. But as we wrap up this mindset series, I do have some big topics that I want to get through in some solo shows. So Monday Motivation is going to flip more to some bonus episodes that are not 10 minutes or less, maybe a little bit longer. But we're going to talk about the difference between an emotion and a feeling, which is huge, and really how to biohack this for your health. And then we're also going to talk about how your hormones are influencing your emotions and what you can do about it. So you're going to want to stay tuned as we wrap up this mindset series, digging into some deep yet very practical topics in a very simplified manner so that you can actually put this to use in your life. So I hope you're loving this series as much as I have. If you want to learn more about the series, maybe this is your first time. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure you check out the show notes where I have all the information about today's show as well as some additional help that I always post over in the show notes and resources from today's show. But you can also find all the other podcasts over there. And to do that, you can go to simperitswellness.com backslash 171 to get all the information. Also, don't forget to pick up that joy experiment guide over there. People are emailing me like crazy that that has been so impactful. Yes, it's made them stop to think, and you actually have to put the work into it. But if you do, I promise it will change the game for you. So make sure you pick up that free guide while you're over there. In the meantime, today I want to answer the question, should you trust your cravings? Now, if you Google search this, you're going to find answers on both sides of the spectrum. Welcome to health. Isn't that the case for everything? Like there's always someone for it and someone against it. So I just want to break down what are cravings and where do they come from? 
I mean, I think we all know what a craving is, and oftentimes we think of cravings in the world of food. Oh, I'm craving something sweet, or I'm craving something salty, and I can't not crave things that I know are not good for me, right? Like, we hear of this all the time. But other times, we hear of cravings coming out in, oh, I'm just craving to go shopping, or I'm craving to do X, Y, and Z. Whatever it is, cravings don't always have to be food cravings, but a lot of times... (laughs) They do revolve around pleasurable experiences. Now, there are three reasons that we get, or three main reasons, that we crave something. We're going to specifically talk about food here, but again, this goes across the board. So the first reason that we probably have a craving is simply because of an external cue. Now, there's a lot of reason to believe that number two, reason number two we crave, is just that there's some kind of need in the body. And I do believe that cravings come from need. Sometimes we're craving food simply because our body is lacking in energy. Maybe we didn't sleep well that night and our body is literally crying out for energy. So it's going to make you crave, especially salty or high fat things to give you the energy to get through. But for the majority of cravings, I think we have to go back and just face reality that there was some kind of external clue or cue that made you crave. So what I mean by that is it could have been something like a memory, right? Oh, when I go into my grandma's house or I smell something that reminds me of grandma, then I crave her chocolate chip cookies. Or for me, when I watch Downton Abbey, I, or I think about Downton Abbey, I crave tea because that's what we do when we watch Downton Abbey is we drink tea, clearly, right? But now every time that I think about Downton or I see a preview for the new movie trailer coming out, all I want is tea. And likewise, on the flip side, when I drink that tea without watching Downton Abbey, all I want to do is watch Downton Abbey, right? And I know that's a silly reason (laughs) um, or example, I guess I should say. But the truth of the matter is many cravings just come from cues in our environment. It could be that you had a stressful meeting at work and that has led you over time to be trained to want to have an afternoon snack or to grab candy on your coworker's desk. A lot of times we're training our bodies to crave things and it's just based on triggers that we see. So over time, as we've trained our body to do these things, maybe it's every time you go shopping, you want to pick up a Starbucks. These are trained behaviors and one cue can stimulate an entire craving that maybe you wouldn't otherwise had if you hadn't had that cue. Now, it's not to say that that's wrong. Like, I don't think my fascination and obsession with drinking tea is wrong when I'm watching Downton Abbey, but it is something to be aware of because in some cases, the cues are creating negative cravings that maybe we're trying to overcome, like the stressful meeting leading to stressful eating behaviors. So it is something to take note of that our cues or an environment is triggering cravings inside of our body, and we have to be aware of that or retrain our body to do that. So again, number one is some kind of cue in your environment. It's memory-based or pattern-based. Number two, like I mentioned before, is that there is actually some kind of physiological need inside of our body. Rarely, I would say this has to do with a nutrient need, although maybe occasionally we could say that. But often what people crave, and they try to blame on a nutrient deficiency, 
the foods that they're eating really don't contain the nutrients that they want. Like think chocolate when you're PMSing, right? There's really not a lot of the nutrient base there for your body to actually crave something like that at that time. However, we do see cravings for things like chocolate or salty food increase with different hormonal responses, and it's simply because of different needs like exhaustion or energy rather than a specific nutrient. But there is true that I do fully believe that some cravings can come from a true physiological need, so we do need to be aware of that. And then the third thing is, of course, they're driven from emotions, which we can say this is an external cue, but sometimes we can just think ourselves into cravings. I know it sounds absurd, but if you're uh, thinking yourself into a worried or stressed state, a lot of times that will lead to stressful eating. You'll start craving pleasurable foods because what our body doesn't love is to be in a negative state for too long. And so it starts to look for that quote unquote drug to pull you out of that, right? To mask those feelings of pain and pull you back into a pleasurable state. So this is where we start to see that reward mechanism come into play as our body's starting to crave a hit off something higher because staying in the worried, anxious state is actually a really uh, unsafe place for our body. And our body does want to move from that place, even if it's in a dangerous way. So those are the top three ways. Of course, there are a few more reasons why we could crave things. Everyone looks a little different, but those tend to be the top three. Now, in knowing those ways that we crave, I think knowing why you're craving something matters. I think going back and creating the self-awareness around the craving is going to help you either overcome that or create a new pattern based on that cue. Like I said, for most of us, these are just memory-based or pattern-based cues that are leading us to crave. So knowing in those situations that you're going to want to crave something and being aware of why you're wanting to crave it can help you make better decisions based on that craving to change the pattern. I'm not saying you have to get rid of the pattern because we all want comfort or pleasurable things when it comes to memories, right? A lot of our memories are based on food, because there's an aromatic feel, there's a texture, a taste, it's pleasurable, right? Like a lot of times our memories are based in the food that we eat. Food is not the culprit here. Like it's not the evil villain in the story. We just have to know how to use it to our benefit. So in all of this, should you trust your cravings? I absolutely think that we should trust our cravings and the fact that we should be aware of them. We should know that a craving is automatically stimulated from something for some reason. Cravings don't just happen. They happen for some reason. And then in that awareness, we can decide what to do with that craving. We can decide to indulge in it which there is a time and a place to do that. I really do believe in pleasurable things. But there is also a time and a place to maybe understand and be aware of your craving to, you know, kind of come alongside of it and say, hey, I I see this craving. But I think that there's something healthier and even equally as pleasurable out there that I could be doing. So maybe instead of like for me, I really had to get over the Starbucks thing every time I ran errands because I was finding that I was doing Starbucks more and more and more. And it wasn't really as pleasurable as I thought it was. I told that story on a different day. But instead, what I found was that I wasn't necessarily craving the Starbucks, but the warmth and the comfort and the memory that it was providing in that moment. And so I, instead of having that, I've changed that craving and I've just created a new pattern for it. 
So instead of getting my sugary beverage, right, like in the summertime, an iced tea works just as well. Or in the wintertime, maybe it's just slowing down, cranking up the heat and turning on some music and singing to that. I know it sounds absurd in some ways, but it's pattern based. And so we know that we can, if it's a pattern that we've created, that's why we're craving, we can change that pattern. It's a choice and the repetitive behavior is what's going to do that. So in all of this, I know these are supposed to be 10 minutes or less. My big point is we don't need to fear the cravings. We just need to understand the cravings. And then from there, make a wise decision on whether to eat the craving or to create a new pattern behind the craving. Those are our two options. It's not necessarily to avoid it, although there is great research that if you eat the craving less, like whatever you're craving, if you just stop eating it, you'll find that you'll crave it less and less. I mean, yeah, there there's merit in that, right? Like if you just stop eating it, you'll probably eventually stop craving it. But at the same time, it often leads to a new craving that maybe isn't is equally as bad or worse, right? So I'm not about just not craving things. I think this is a natural part of the human body, but it's like the rebellion aspect as well. The more we try to downplay our cravings or try to just ignore them, I think the stronger and more intense that they become. And so I think that there is a level of we have to understand and fulfill that craving, like I said, in a positive way, hopefully. Um, And in time, the more that we do that, the more we are aware of ourselves and including some pleasurable aspects to our life and also fulfilling the needs of our body, the less likely we are to actually crave things in any given day. And in fact, you might start to notice that your cravings switch in a healthy way because you're creating healthy mindset patterns and behavioral patterns around that. So all this to say is you're in control of your cravings. Don't necessarily just ignore them, but do something positive about them. And I think that changes the game. I love these last few quotes, Lisa Turkers and her book, Made to Crave, which is not a new book, but it's definitely one worth listening to. Our bodies were designed to crave. But what she says, the two quotes that I love is that, one, when a craving doesn't come from hunger, eating will never satisfy it. And I think that's a fair, just straight line boundary to say that, If your craving is not coming from hunger, food will not satisfy that. Again, just a great awareness to say, is this craving just simply because my body is physically hungry? Or if it's not, then to know that that food will not satisfy that. And there is something else out there that can. And the other quote that I like is, I'm supposed to consume food, but food isn't supposed to consume me. Again, going back to cravings, because I see this so often, is that people crave unhealthy foods. And I think that we let that take our power. We let food consume us rather than being in charge of the food that we consume. Again, it's a choice. It's a switch in mindset. And I hope that this podcast leaves you empowered to know that you are in control of your cravings and you can take them back just simply by slowing down and recognizing them not being scared of them or fearing them or trying to run away from them, but simply recognizing it and choosing to have control over your cravings rather than letting your cravings control you. Sounds complex. You're like, hey, this is easier said than done. I get it. I know you are not going to succeed at this every single time. But I will tell you that in the awareness, you will start to see the trigger and you will start to recognize those cravings as not as scary or fearful as you 
thought originally that they were, and you can start to learn how you can take power over them. And again, the more that you do this, the repetitive behavior creates new practices and new rhythms in your life so that this doesn't become an issue. It's just getting started that's scary. So my encouragement, my challenge to you today is when you're craving something, stop and take notice. Maybe grab a pen and paper because there's something to physically writing this stuff down that makes a difference. Why are you craving this? And what was the cue that was behind it? And then say, am I going to give into this craving or what could I replace this craving with that would be equally as pleasurable? So do that work, take some time and just be aware this week. The more aware you are, the more naturally you'll become aware in your subconscious that you won't even have to think about this process every single time a craving arises. Anyways, that's it for today. I know I'm a little long, But I hope that gives you encouragement to know that you are supposed to consume food. Food isn't supposed to consume you. Take back control of your cravings. Live healthy and happy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, you can learn more about the show and all the other podcasts in this episode or in this mindset series over at simperancewellness.com backslash 171. I will see you back here on Wednesday with that special episode on what to do when you're in the messy middle with Michaela Kate. See you then.